Hi there, this is Alana. Welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. Jamie and I are super happy you joined us today, and we're going to be talking about praying with children and teaching kids to pray. And even if you don't have kids at home yet or anymore or ever, we hope that this will be a really just beneficial and useful episode for you and give you some inspiration for your own prayer life as well. So just remember, this still is for everybody, whatever stage of life you're in. And we're going to open with a word of prayer. God, thank you for the gift of children. And whether we have children in our homes or children out of our homes or just um, spiritual children, the kids that we have around us that we have influence over, we just lift them up to you today. And we just pray you would bring specific kids to mind that you want us to focus on, people that that you have in our lives for a reason, that we could learn ways that we can point them to you directly and, and to um, model for them and, and engage with them in prayer in a way that will impact them forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And our verse of the day is Proverbs 22.6, which many of you may have heard, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And I just really, you know, a lot of times we think of that in staying with your faith, but I feel like with prayer, um, if we train them up and model and, and involve them in prayer, um, it's just a great way, a gift. It's a gift that we can give them um, that will stay with them forever and, and we'll just allow them to um, have a head start in, in that connection with God, I think. Well, and when we talk about this verse, I also think it's important to talk about the fact that, you know, the Bible is comprised of different books in different genres, you know, and Proverbs is a collection of wise sayings that are generalities. And so this verse about train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it, isn't like a promise from God. It is a, this is, you know, kind of your conventional wisdom from God. And sometimes people can get really confused because like, well, God, I did train up my child and now they've turned from you. And so I just wanted to bring that up too. No, I think that's so important because it could be a source of guilt for someone that mm -hmm. has misinterpreted it thinking, well, if my child is wayward, I must have done something wrong. Or, you know, oh, if my child doesn't, you know, grew up and doesn't know how to pray well, it's, it's totally my fault. And that's, yeah, that is not where we're going with it. But just that general term, like you said, the general mm -hmm. rule of thumb is train a kid up in something and, and it'll stick with them in some way right. for the rest of their lives. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So today's just for fun question, since we are talking about children, is what is your earliest memory? I was thinking back, and one of my earliest memories is this blow-up cat, and his name was Sylvester, and it, he was the size of me at the time, so I don't know, I was probably one or two, and he was like... It looked it didn't it looked kind of like Sylvester the cat in Looney Tunes like black mm -hmm. and white but it didn't mm -hmm. look exactly like him but I called him Sylvester and it he squeaked like he made this like a dog squeaky toy sound when you squeezed him like the air kind of came out of him and then came back in I don't know how that worked but I just remember that toy and I remember like I I 
I really think that I remember crawling over to it, like not even mm -hmm. walking, but like crawling yeah. over to it and seeing it like towering up and squeezing it and like liking that sound. I don't know. Oh, cute. Maybe I'm making have, it all up in my head, you know but what? I know I had that cat. <laughs> I have crawling memories too. I have memories that I know are pre-walking and I'm, I'm really bizarre. You, <laughs> I should have thought about this and run it by you. My earliest memory is actually a little bit disturbing <laughs> in like a graphic sense. I'll I censor remember, it by pausing yeah, yeah. Yeah, the recording. Censor if we need. I remember being a baby and having my temperature taken rectally. And I remember <laughs> crying and squawking. I know that I wasn't crawling yet because I wasn't trying to get away. I just remember like squawking and my mom was singing Jesus Loves Me. Uh -huh. And and get this. So we recently moved. I was doing some stretches in the living room. I laid on my back. I looked up at our fan. And I was like, I had this fan when I was a baby. Like the exact same fan. Like oh my goodness. Funny. Like it was almost from like the, it must have been like early 80s or late 70s. Like this almost like wicker pattern. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, I have laid on my back. And stared up at a fan that just looks just like this. So I'm assuming that that is also like a very, you know, like if not pre-crawling, you know, probably pre-walking memory, just lying on my yeah, back. Yeah, you probably laid on your back for, you know, every day, yeah. several and times a day, looking that at that fan for many, many days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy. That's neat. Yeah. So we're talking today about teaching kids to pray. To keep it simple, we'll probably be addressing this in the context of parents mostly. But these, you know, just tips and observations, and we even have like a few games that you could do with kids. They are definitely um, versatile. You can use them if you're a grandparent, if you're a babysitter, if you're a Sunday school teacher, VBS leader. Some of them you don't even need to have kids around to do. <laughs> some of these activities I every once in a while do you just to um, I don't know spice up my prayer life <laughs> so you know don't like we said before don't feel like you have to have kids at home at this moment to get stuff out of this episode well do you have any just to kind of get us started do you have any um, stories or moments where that kind of just illustrate the importance and and how neat it is to teach your kids to pray do you have any stories of your own kids with my children you mean as a mom yeah as a I mom was, oh okay yeah <laughs> i thought teaching, i thought we were going um, back to <laughs> no we're not going yeah, back to know, the diaper and the thermometer <laughs> we're, we're moving on from we're that. singing jesus loves me <laughs> now that we can stick around with i love that that's so sweet that you have that memory of her singing that yeah yeah so with my own kids let's see something so i did something fun when they were younger i made this little photo scrapbook that we would pray through each night and basically it had a picture of each member of our immediate family and then like a couple other things like probably grandma and grandpa or something like that. And we would just pray through each one. And, and often it was super simple. It was like, God bless mommy, God bless daddy. But it was fun. I think that was our first kind of like prayer routine when they were, you know, we did it right before bed. And so that was a neat one. <clears throat> and then we also, for a long time, we don't do it anymore because honestly, like we rarely drive anywhere anymore. <laughs> but back when we lived in the city and like we're in the car all the time, we just sort of made it a habit in the same way that we would pray before meals. We just would pray before we 
you know, like as we were pulling out of the driveway, as just another time of the day to have a quick connection with the Lord. Um, but what about you and your kids in prayer? The the one prayer story that I will never forget is when our youngest was just starting to talk, um, and our oldest had just had a tooth pulled, and it was kind of a traumatic thing. The roots were really in there. It was a it was an it was a baby tooth, but it was a like not ready to come out tooth. It was to make room yeah. for other teeth. It was, yeah. And he was not t- coming out of the anesthesia well. He had had laughing gas or something and he was upset mm-hmm. and crying. And Aww. I stepped out to of the car because he was kind of crying and upset. And I stepped out. Um, I had just texted my mother-in-law and said, please pray for Joey because he just had this tooth pulled and he's really upset. And um, and I was upset too, just the extent of his upsetness. <laughs> and I was at the pharmacy yeah. and she called me immediately instead of texting back and she prayed over the phone and her prayer for him was that he would know that God was real and that God was with him. And when I got back in the car, um, he was totally silent, and I thought, "Oh boy, has he passed out?" Or, <laughs> and I looked back there, oh, and he was just sitting there, totally peacefully. And I said, "Are you okay now?" And he said, "Yeah, the strangest thing just happened." And his sister, who hardly spoke—I mean, she did not say many words—she mm-hmm. said, uh, "He said, she just started saying over and over again, D God, Joji better.'" And oh, that's adorable. Yeah. So she just he said she just kept repeating over and over, D God, Joji better. D God, Joji better. So dear God, Joey better. And that was like, I mean, what it just it still brings tears to my eyes that she knew that that was like her go-to thing. That was really cool. Because at that point, it's not like I really had worked with her to pray or anything. I mean, we had opportunities to pray and we'd pray for people to get better. And I think probably recently we probably had prayed for a family member to be better. But then that prayer, and so um, I told him what my mother-in-law had just prayed for him. And he said mm-hmm. something to the effect of, wow, God really did that. Like it, it, her prayer was answered through that. Like he knew God was real, that God heard the prayers of his grandmother who lived thousands of miles away and answered that prayer through his sister. And that's an encouragement to me, to any of you mm-hmm. out there that are grandparents or even parents that have to be separated from your children, your prayers span the miles and you can you can yeah. still have a huge impact on your children, your grandchildren that are far away through your prayers. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. It reminds me of a story. Do you remember we asked once in our Facebook group if people had stories about praying with kids? And do you remember the one about the little girl? Oh, yes. Um, yeah, I don't remember so all the details. You're going to have to refresh my memory, but that too, was really cool. Yeah, it was adorable. Like um, somebody was gravely ill and like I think they were waiting for the ambulance or something like that. Like it was a very serious, they didn't know what was going on. And so they asked the family to pray while they were waiting. And she must, I'm assuming was either a toddler or preschooler. And she knelt down and she says, dear God, thank you for this food. Amen. Yeah. And then 
the woman's condition got better like at that moment and so a it's just hilarious <laughs> that yeah. you know like how many of us when we're kids like really it makes sense why a kid would think that prayer is just saying thank you for the food amen <laughs> but that still you know be god understood the oh, heart yeah. of the prayer oh my gosh and i love that yeah, it's adorable and hilarious. You know, like mm -hmm. God is funny and powerful. <laughs> yes, definitely. Oh, I do love that. So ha what about for your kids? Like, have you ever, have they ever experienced a direct answer to one of their own prayers? They have. And I'm, I'm trying to think of a few. One of them, I think I've shared, I think I shared already maybe about my son that was, struggling with questions about God and he's you know prayed before mm -hmm. bed God show me that you're real show me that Jesus is the son of God and he woke up with a Bible verse in his mind that actually pointed to Jesus being God's son um, and that was a really cool one um, my uh, my middle son I was uh, when we were in the process of selling our home our, our home in Arizona that we don't live in anymore um, he, we were going around bank after bank after bank, um, trying to figure out because our our bank we bank with a bank that doesn't have a branch here in Alaska, and so trying to get um, a cashier's check and nobody would give it to me, and so we got to this last bank, and every time we would go to another bank, the kids would pray, and so then finally we got to this mm -hmm. bank and. Um, I left the kids in the car as I ran in to check with the teller and my middle son came running out and he's like, I'm going to come in with you because I just prayed and I really think this is the one. God, I think God told me wow. this is going to be the one. And, I, and he couldn't wait because he knew, like he just knew that this was going to be the bank that was going to give me my check. And it was, and it was Truly miraculous. It was cool. That's cool. Yeah, it worked. That's really neat. Yeah, it was. I find that sometimes, and I don't know if you're like this, I find that sometimes if my kids say like, well, let's pray about that, sometimes I get nervous. Like, as a, a good example, I have a friend who had a little girl who like befriended this beetle or something like that and was just playing like, a, you know, toddler age. Mm -hmm. And she was playing with this beetle and then the beetle died. And so the parents were using it as a teaching experience. You're like, this beetle is dead. You can't play with it anymore. And she said, well, I can just pray to God to heal the beetle. Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, like that, that would be my reaction too, because you, you want to honor and encourage that child like faith. And you also know that beetle isn't coming back to life. <laughs> well, that happened. So, oh, did you have more to say about that? I'm sorry. Well, I was just, I was curious, how as a mom, do you know, like, do you always encourage them to pray or do you sometimes you be like, well, maybe we shouldn't pray about this because, you know, for good or not, you don't think it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Well, that particular time, I mean, I had been to four or five banks before and before every bank they were praying, God, please let this be the one. Please let this, please let her get the check from the bank. And after the first two or three banks, I stopped asking them to pray because before I said, oh, can you pray that this works out? But I did. I stopped asking them. They kept praying, but I was like, okay, God, you're not going to do this. So I don't want to damage their faith anymore in you because they're yeah. asking for something that you're apparently not going to do for us. And so that was, but they didn't, they weren't phased by it each time. They just kept on praying and to that, you know, and then in the end it was really cool because Ben felt like he had kind of gotten 
you know, this confirmation and he couldn't wait to see it happen. And I didn't have that faith when he came in. I thought, oh, God, please don't disappoint this guy. Please, please, please not having faith that he wouldn't disappoint him. So, yeah, I think it's very hard placing our child's faith in God's hands. And that's so silly because, of course, God is very capable. But, yeah, I there have been times when I've been nervous. How about you? Can you think of any? instances. I can't think of any specifics, but I do know that sometimes my, you know, my kids are like, well, maybe we could pray for this. And my initial reaction isn't, oh, I'm so glad you're turning to prayer. My reaction is, oh, let's leave God out of it. Cause you know, like I don't want to set them up for failure, which is a bad way to look at it. You know, like, well, you should be teaching them to bring things to God in prayer. Well, and, and even e- the disappointments. Oh, go ahead. No, well, go ahead. You say what you were going to say about the disappointments. Okay. So even the disappointments they experience in prayer can be teaching moments, you know, like what's yeah. your, um, you remember your McDonald's story? Don't you have a, like, oh, a yeah. prayer or something? Oh yeah. Every time we went to McDonald's when, when we were, uh, when my oldest was very little before we had any other kids, he would always pray that God would give him the happy meal toy. Um, that he wanted <laughs> because, you know, they have the list of toys and you only get one. I remember there was a How to Train Your Dragon series of really cool dragons and he would ask, please, God, give me the right one. And we'd have to talk about God always gives us what we need. And sometimes he even gives us what we want. But um, but yeah, it's, it's really I, even worse than discouraging prayers for things that I think might not happen. If I'm really honest, sometimes I really encourage prayers that I know that there are, that there's a high chance. So like Mm -hmm. if one of my kids has lost a toy and I think it's somewhere in here and they say, okay, um, you know, they look a little while and they can't find it and they're like, I can't find it. And I will say, okay, well let's, let's ask God to help us find it. And you know, sometimes my motives are totally pure and totally like, I just want my kids to know that God can do anything. Sometimes my motives are, hey, this is great. There's a really good chance that toy is in here and they're going to just be so excited when they find it and they'll attribute the glory to God. So I think there's a line there. Yeah, you know, and whereas if you knew that the toy got left, you know, behind on vacation five states over, I'm sure you wouldn't, you know, bring up, well, let's pray about it. Right, definitely. You know, and maybe there is, you know, there probably is at least some wisdom to that sort of thing. But I think we also need to be careful that we are honoring this fact that our children have amazing faith and God is big enough. And I think our kids are mature enough to understand prayer disappointments too because I feel like that's part of growing in our faith that sometimes we need to understand that we don't always get what we pray for you know and then we have the opportunity to thank God for that anyway like one of the big keys we've taught our kids for praying is to pray like the even though prayers so Mm -hmm. it'll look something like you know thank you that I'm not feeling well and couldn't go to art class today, even though that was pretty disappointing. Because A, it acknowledges the disappointment, but B, it still affirms, you know, God is in control and that we can give thanks even when hard things come our way. Even if it is something as simple as, you know, a disappointment they're going to have forgotten by tomorrow. You know, we try to, to model that. And, you know, I think that's a big part about prayer with our kids is really modeling, you know. 
Yeah, I think so too. And I haven't heard a lot of people taking that. I think that's a forgotten element of prayer is giving thanks in all things. And, you know, like Paul, giving thanks for the thorn in his flesh. He delights all the more gladly in his weaknesses. So that's, that's an important component is for them to see see us giving thanks even though and and to encourage right. them to do the same i love that about what you do with your yeah. kids and um but on a side note you know i feel like there are times when i don't handle adversity well or i you know don't give god the praise that he deserves or i don't go to him in prayer for things when i should and don't let that be a discouragement to you, though, you know, because it's so tempting to feel like mm-hmm. a failure when, you know, all this pressure's on you to be the example. If you feel like you're a really rotten example of a prayer, it's okay. I mean, you're listening to this podcast, you're pursuing prayer for a reason, and God is at work in you. And from this moment on, there's a lot that He can do. And, you know, I just think it's important to look forward and not, you know, not be discouraged because it is tempting sometimes when I look back and I see my kids getting older and I see missed opportunities and I think, hmm, you know, maybe I should have done this better. Um, but it it's never too late to have an impact both by your own example and, and just by inviting them in to participate with you in prayer. Yeah. I read this hilarious story in a devotional once where there was a woman who was trying to model prayer with her preschooler. And she was also trying to keep um, keep from losing her patience with her preschooler. And so every time she got upset with her preschooler, they would kind of take a time out, like, let's take a time out. Mommy's going to pray. And they would pray together. And once the mom like absolutely lost it and she's chasing the daughter around the house yelling, and the daughter shouting, Mommy, let's pray. Let's pray, Mommy. <laughs> because, you know, like even the daughter recognized, like, you know, sometimes I feel like when we do mess up, we can let our kids see that. Let us see them modeling confession. Like I realize yes. I don't think I've ever out loud in front of my kids prayed for God to forgive me for something, you know. And so how can I be expecting them to make that a regular part of their life if I'm not modeling that, you know? Yeah, and that is a good point. And sometimes I'm almost embarrassed or afraid. Like, I I pray out loud sometimes, and there have been times, like especially when the kids are little, like before they're um, before they are old enough to really engage in conversation and stuff. You've just got the little one. You know, I'm thinking when my oldest was really little in the car seat, and then you know I would pray out loud and I'd talk to God in the car. And I, st- I just remember the first time that, you know, he started asking, Mommy, who are you talking to? <laughs> and oh, be, that's cute. And I'd be kind of embarrassed. But at one point I was like, I'm talking to God. And I've done it recently with my daughter, too, who's almost five, you know. And I, I'll, t- I'll talk to God in the car. And I was just praying out loud over my kids in the car the other day. She was the only one in the car, but I was praying for them. And, and she said, you know, she was like, who are you talking to? I said, I'm talking to God and it's okay. Like it's actually cool for them to see you, even if it seems a little crazy, but to see you and hear you praying out loud, it, it's, it's not something to be embarrassed of. It's actually, I think, kind of neat. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like that. So part of what we wanted to do today was to just share a few ideas of activities that you can do with kids to, um, you know, spice up your prayer life with them, like we talked about. So these also work really well, you know, if you're teaching Sunday school or something, just need a little filler. Um, so when in all of these or most of these are things that we've incorporated into our family at, at some point so one of the things we used to have um we got it in a homeschool box it was like customizable dice where you could put a sticker on so basically you could roll the dice and have it be whatever you wanted whether you're learning you know numbers alphabet you could just do whatever and so we would write different prayer requests on the dice and so, like, each time before a meal, because both my husband and I wanted our kids to go beyond just, dear God, thank you for the food, amen. And so we would, a lot of times, these activities we came up with to kind of encourage more thorough or thoughtful prayers before we ate. And so, for example, one might be um, pray for someone in our church or, you know, pray for someone you know on the mission field or something. And there's something fun, I think, especially for kids and even for adults about, you know, being involved. Like I feel like rolling the dice helps them to participate. And I think that that's a big key in, in raising kids who love to pray is just allowing them to participate in these prayers instead of just handing them something to recite, you know. So even something simple like the act of rolling this dice or... Um, at one point we had like a cup full of popsicle sticks and it was the same thing. It just, you know, it gave us more than six to choose from, you know, so you pull out a popsicle stick and then you can pray for the prayer requests on there. Like all of these felt like things that gave them a little bit more um, participation and ownership in praying with the family. Yeah, that's really neat. I love that. That's, those are really neat ideas. Um, the thing that, that I realized recently. Um, so we had done a thing where we do like the ACTS, the ACTS method of prayer, where we go around mm -hmm. in a circle. And so we'll start with adoration and I'll say, God is, and then I'll name, or you are, you know, praying directly to God either way um, and name an attribute of God. And then each kid would go around and pray that thing. And then we'd go to confession, you know, God, I'm sorry for, and go through all mm -hmm. of those Thanksgiving and supplication. And the kids loved that. And I got away from it for a long time. And recently we did it again. And, or I think it was my, my middle son said, mom, can we do that thing where we go around in the circle? Oh, cool. And it was really neat. And, you know, because it is, it's exciting. It's an, it makes prayer exciting because they want to come up with their own ideas. And, you know, it's neat seeing the growth of my littlest going from just repeating whatever her brother had just mm -hmm. said to coming up with ones of her own, you know? And then in right. that process though, he came up with his own game. And so he likes doing a thing where, have you ever played the game where you do the story where one kid starts a story and mm -hmm, then picks it up? Mm -hmm. Well, he likes to do that with prayer. He's like, I'll start and then you add on. Oh, it was neat. And so, and um, my oldest was, you know, kind of rolling his eyes, but he played along. But he did, so he started, you know, dear God. And then the next one would say, thank you for da da da. And the next one would say, you know, thank Aww. you for this, whatever. And it's just, there are a lot of ways to make prayer exciting for kids and not make it like, oh, I've got to be quiet. I've got to fold my hands. I've got to be silent. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Sometimes being active. We did something real similar to your act story with a junior high youth group once. My husband and I, when we were leading it, and basically we just had everyone stand in a circle 
we got a ball and every time he caught the ball it was like a popcorn prayer you mm-hmm. know of giving thanks to god um we tried to do it with the attributes of god and it was so funny because it was like almost all boys and these boys would catch the ball and they were just supposed to think of one word that described God and then throw the ball to someone else. Like my husband and I were both thinking, you know, like this, this isn't hard. This isn't rocket science, but these kids got stuck. And so we had like five boys in a row who would catch the ball and say, he's nice. And then throw it all to someone else. And so my husband and I still joke about that because God is so many things and good and kind are definitely on there. But I'm not really sure that nice like really captures God's character. I don't think God is nice. I think I think God is kind and good and loving, but that doesn't usually encompass just nice. I, I don't yeah, know. You know, sort of like Aslan, you know, like he's not a tame God. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, like, yeah, I, I love that. Teaching kids, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, um, super quiet and calm. I really don't like the idea of using prayer as punishment. Like, you did oh. this, now you need to go and ask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like, no, that isn't we good. Want to, yeah. Like, we want to encourage our kids for sure to confess to God, but not in a, you better do this or God's going to be mad at you kind of way. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you know, and thinking, going back to those boys, like just think though that, you know, that game was a tool for them because now I'm I'm sure that you and your husband gave them information, like you probably modeled some attributes of God to them mm-hmm. or helped them out or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's a teaching tool also because, and it's teaching them because what I have found is it's really hard to discriminate between praising God and thanking him, praising him for who he is and thanking him for the things that he's done. Right. And mm-hmm. there's a line there, you know, of just praising God for who he is apart from anything that he has to offer us or anything that he has to give us. And so that's really neat that that exercise, you know, revealed that that's something that they struggled with and and I think mm-hmm. yeah and and so I think that's a really neat teaching opportunity to yeah yeah very neat and you know I think um just you know a few more random tips to throw out there I think these could apply really well for like Sunday schools and even youth groups we talked about prayer not being a punishment like in the home and in a discipline setting but I think doing that in like especially youth groups too like if you've ever been involved in youth group it is almost invariably the same thing at the end where it's okay who wants to close in prayer and it's like anybody (laughs) you know anybody and it kind of turns into this um i don't want to say punishment but you know it's just it's here's a matching video (laughs) i just turned my google on did you hear that yes random sorry about that um But, you know, sometimes we need to just let kids in Sunday school and youth group realize, like, prayer is an honor. Like, it shouldn't be this thing, like, sometimes you can be sarcastic. Well, don't everybody volunteer to pray at once? But I feel like sometimes that's showing them, even just on a super subconscious level, like, hey, guys, I know no one really wants to pray, but we kind of got to wrap this up. Like, that should be one of the most exciting parts about coming together in God's family. And I think kids are so smart they're going to pick up on whether we're treating prayer with just the excitement and reverence both that it deserves 
Oh, that's really true. Yeah. And I, yeah, those subtle reminders, which goes back to your own modeling. You know, you can tell them that prayer is important. You can tell them that prayer is, is exciting. But if you're not modeling that, then it is hard to, you know, it's, it's definitely, it, it's, they're going to pick up on that, on, on your, For sure. your attitudes. Um, and kids can spot a fake, like they are so good mm-hmm. <laughs> at spotting when you're being fake. You know, I think even from the youngest, like preschool age, if you're not genuine, I think that's going to show. Yeah. Well, another um, fun kind of games that you can play with kids um, are just Thanksgiving or praise from A to Z, like just an alphabet game. Like my daughter likes oh, to play mm-hmm. games in the car, like I'm thinking of something mm-hmm. or, you know, I spy and stuff like that. And sometimes we'll do like Thanksgiving or praise from A to Z, just going through the alphabet and naming something you're thankful for or a person you're thankful for or a praise or, um, or uh, some like attribute of God and, and try to go from A to Z or when you're hiking or, you know, whatever. Um, that's, yeah. that's been a fun game for my younger kids. That is super fun. You know, my guys have kind of, well, I shouldn't say my guys, but at least my oldest um, doesn't really enjoy like the cutesy fun stuff anymore. Right, right. Which makes it a little hard. But Our we two started, oldest are in the same age bracket. <laughs> yeah. So you know how that is. Yeah. But we have started something. We don't do it all the time. We used to do it pretty regularly. Um, and now we just sort of do it on an as-needed basis, but we, we just call it our family meeting. But what we do is we'll sit in a circle and everyone just gets like a free minute to share whatever. Like, here's what I've been doing lately. Here's what I'm interested in. Here's, you know, something sad, something good. You know, really just, it's kind of like, hey, let's catch up with what's going on in everyone's life, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they close that time with, these are the things that I would love some prayer for. And I do it too. So like, I'll even tell my kids like, okay, so I'm working on this book and Miss Jamie and I have, you know, been working on this project and I could really use prayer because I've had a, you know, an upset stomach for a few days, you know, so like I'll do it too. And then it's just whoever is next, like praise for that person and then goes and shares their thing. And it doesn't have to be long. Like I think sometimes we can get this all done, like, you know, three kids in 10 minutes or something, but it's a neat way, first of all, to check in with each other and also just to get into the habit of sharing prayer requests and praying for others. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think, and- you know, at all stages, there are ways to, you know, include kids and, and help raise kids who love to pray. Yeah. I really like that. And it brings up the fact that as they get older, they're not going to be, you know, spoon fed what to pray. You start off telling them, you know, dear God, and they repeat dear God. But when they get older, mm-hmm. and especially as they get much older, um, giving them ownership of their own prayer life is That's really important. important. Yeah. And I will never forget in um, one of Beth Moore's, either her studies or videos or something, she was talking about the bittersweet moment when one of her daughters, they had like a prayer box that they had near, um, that they had like a little altar where they could go. I don't know where it was mm-hmm. in their home, but there was a box and they could put their prayers in there. And her daughter had written a prayer and put it there. And her mom, you know, Beth Moore said, um, what was your prayer? And she said, well, that's between me and God, mom. And she said, my heart broke and leapt all at the same time. It was oh, just like, can, you, know, yeah. you know, it's like now there's, 
there's a gap. You know, now there's her and God, and I'm not part of that. And But what a moment, you know, to realize that your child has that connection that's apart from you and anything that you've done or guided or imparted. And, yeah, so giving them ownership of their own prayer life, however that looks, you know, creating, you know, get creating time for them to have a prayer journal of their own and encouraging them to look back on those prayers and to build a foundation of, of answered prayer is kind of important as they get older. Yeah. Yeah. Good discussion. That's fun. Do you have any other like stories or tips or do you feel like we're, we kind of covered everything? I think we've covered it. We'd love to hear your stories, though. If you all have any stories that um, that that you have about praying for children, or fun ideas that you have, or or cute stories of kids praying, we would love to hear from you. So definitely connect with us, and uh, you can email us at connect at prayingchristianwomen dot com or leave us comments. For sure. We would love to hear those stories. That would be really fun. You know, it'd be super fun is like compiling sort of like a chicken soup for the soul sort of format, like books about kids praying, because those are sometimes such really like some are just adorable and some are really powerful. Oh, very inspirational. Mm -hmm. When kids pray, that would be fun. Nobody else do that. We're going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) See, I was about to say like, hey, chicken soup guys, if you're listening, like do it. (laughs) That's what I I meant. (laughs) (laughs) No, that would be super fun. And yeah, we would love to hear your stories and comments or, you know, email us anytime at connect at prayingchristianwomen.com. And we also want to remind you that we have a pre- a, pre, a free prayer journal for you that you can grab at prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal. And now we're going to leave you with our blessing and benediction. May the Lord open the eyes of your heart and fill you with wisdom in the inmost places. May the glorious Father grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation so you may know Christ who has become for us wisdom from God. In the areas of your life in need of guidance, may God grant you his wisdom and abundance so that you will not lean on your own insight, but rely on the full riches of complete understanding, which are yours in abundance through Christ. And our benediction is from Ephesians three seventeen through 19. May Christ dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Amen. Amen.